Welcome to The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. Welcome back to this episode of The Real Game. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. I hope everybody's having a great week this week. I, from time to time, like to bring on some guys or girls that I have had uh, experiences with or cross paths with in the past and have them on the show. And today is no exception to that. Uh, I'll introduce you to our very special guest here in just a minute. Uh, And we're going to talk about something today that really is out of my wheelhouse. Like I am not an expert in this field whatsoever, but uh, when when we talked, um, when Jordan and I talked about the topic, I, I do feel like it's relevant to coaches today. So in keeping with the theme, you know, we're trying to help coaches here by coaches for coaches, that's our theme. So I feel like it's important to get uh, all the, all kinds of information out there to coaches that can be helpful to them. And a lot of coaches are young and just starting out and might not, you know, know a lot of this stuff. I know there's things that we're going to talk about today that I don't even know. In fact, I just said to Jordan a couple of minutes ago when we we're warming up, hey, you're going to have to kind of guide the conversation here because you're the expert here on this and I'm not. So, but anyways, my, my guest is Jordan Harrison. How are you today, Jordan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, coach. So Jordan and I uh, have some history together. I met Jordan when he was in probably... I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I'm going to say eighth grade, maybe, maybe younger than that, seventh grade, something like that. But anyways, doesn't really matter. Jordan can get get into that a little bit more. But uh, coaching out in Indiana is where I met Jordan and his family. Uh, Jordan's dad was my assistant coach for five years out there. And I coached the three brothers, the big three uh, at, at some point in time. And I uh, had great had great memories coaching Jordan and great memories of his family. But Jordan, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself maybe about your your journey as an athlete and as a coach, and then fill us in a little bit on what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I had the opportunity to play for Coach Philbert back in high school uh, and had a lot of great memories. He you know, coached my older brother, my younger brother, and uh, we definitely um, benefited a lot from his coaching, his influence in our life. Uh, went off to college, uh, had the opportunity to play both basketball and soccer in college, which uh, really enjoyed um, but he had a huge influence on me actually choosing the place uh, where I ended up going to college. It was actually his alma mater. Uh, and so that was a big deal for for me. Um, and then really, I've I've coached for almost a decade, um, which is pretty crazy to think about just in various levels. Um, you know, You're was, making me feel real old here, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's you know, like middle school. Um, junior high, high school, uh, you know, I'll coach basketball, soccer. I even help with some track and field. Um, yeah, just a lot of various sports been involved in uh, a lot of different kind of physical activities and stuff like that too. I helped start a sports ministry, uh, about six and a half years ago. And, uh, and then over the last uh, few months, I've actually transitioned to another sports ministry called fellowship of Christian athletes, uh, where I'm helping them, uh, particularly down here in Southwest Florida, but I also have a business as well, where I help people, uh, kind of financially, um, kind of help them pay less for insurances, get out of debt and invest for their future. And I love working with, uh, you know, coaches, and teachers and and people that like me, right? So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that. So that's kind of what we're going to be ta- talking on some today. 
Yeah, and you actually have been at our school here in Pennsylvania a couple different times uh, running some basketball and soccer camps for us and done a fantastic job connecting with uh, not just other coaches, but the athletes here and, uh, you know, some people in this area. So it's been a, a, a big blessing to have you to stay involved in in people's lives that way. So of all the things that you mentioned, the one that seems like the least likely that we would talk about is finances today, right? But finances are a big thing. I feel like um, coaches that are just starting out, especially, you know, especially at the level that we're talking about here, like, I don't, I don't usually get into too much talking about, I mean, I've had some high level coaches on here, but most of the stuff we talk about is like high school level and below youth coaches, stuff like that. So a lot of, a lot of people that coach, they're not, they're not rolling in the dough and probably they may, they might not even be getting paid to coach. Uh, Sometimes those are volunteer coaches. Um, Maybe they teach at a school and they're coaching on the side, or maybe it's a a mom or a dad that's uh, volunteering to coach, but whatever, whatever the situation is, they're probably not making a ton of money and they're they're for sure not making a ton of money coaching. Um, maybe they have some other kind of side thing where they're making a lot of money, but I know what you're going to talk to us a little bit about finances today. And, and uh, I've, I've, it's, it's certainly something you and I have, have discussed a lot. You've advised us on my personal finances. So I trust you. I trust your opinion. So I guess take it away, Jordan, and, and just, you know, kind of, Tell us why why this is important for coaches and give us some 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 things to talk about here today. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for the uh, vote of confidence, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so I want to share with you kind of an illustration that I read in a book uh, a, a year or two ago. And it's really helped me even when I do devotionals for people mm-hmm. talking about um, you know money, finance. And um, and it, it came from a book called The Treasure Principle written by Randy Alcorn. And I kind of changed the illustration up a little bit, but he uses the illustration. He says, imagine me for a moment that you are going to be that you're guaranteed to, to, to live at your dream destination. So let's say Hawaii. Let's say your dream destination is Hawaii. You know, maybe for listeners, maybe it's Colorado or you know some other place. But let's just say Hawaii and you're guaranteed to live there. Um, you just don't know when. OK. Um, now here's kind of the rules. Okay. So anything that you accumulate wherever you live. So coaching your example, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. So anything that you accumulate in Pennsylvania, you have to keep it there. Okay. Now, anything that you accumulate for your home in Hawaii, that you, you, you get that once you get to that point, right? So okay, if you, yep. if you, if you get any cabinetry, if you get any cars, if you get any TV, like whatever you get, whatever you accumulate for your home in Hawaii, it's there. And whatever you have for your home in Lansdale, or, you know, Pennsylvania, that's, you know, you actually have to leave that there. Okay. Yep. And, the thought, and the thought process behind this is what would be your thought process of your stuff in Pennsylvania? And it's, you know, I probably won't get the nicest stuff. I'm going to be putting more of my resources toward my own in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. Because, yep. You know, but you don't want to be necessarily, you know, living in a rat infested home. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, you could you don't know when you're going to Hawaii. It could be two weeks. It could be five years. It could be 50 years. You sure. don't know. So you want to make sure that you're you know pretty well off, you know, mm-hmm. good, a you know, good situation. But you're kind of thinking, hey, what can I invest for Hawaii right. in a similar way? That's the way that Christians should be thinking. Right. Like we have our home in heaven guaranteed. We just don't know when it's going to take place. It could take place two weeks from now, five mm-hmm. years from now. 50 years from now, we don't know, but that's kind of the mindset of kind of the rest of our conversation of, 
hey, how can I how can I invest for eternity while still you know being a good steward with what I have here, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yep. kind of the, that's kind of the thought process. So as you think about you know coaching, um, you know you of course want to have like a good legacy with coaching and and you know, really you know, diving into your players, which really isn't our conversation for today because we could kind of take that to that level. Sure. But from a financial perspective, um, you know, how can we, how can we leverage our finances for uh, eternal impact really is, is the, the point here. And so one of um, one thing that I've kind of been talking with different coaches, particularly about is, is margin. Uh, I was, uh, I was talking to one coach and I said, what's your biggest challenge right now? And basically it was that, uh, mm-hmm. with margin, you know, he's like, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm coaching, I'm teaching, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, like my time with my wife just isn't, you know, as, um, you know, as, as great as it used you know, whatever, like, he's like, it just wasn't as good. And, um, and so I'm like, Hey, you just need some margin. He's like, yeah, yeah that's what I need. And I'm glad and, you, I'm glad you're taking the time to explain that because when you sent that to me and I read the things you were going to be discussing and you mentioned something about margin, I said to myself, I have no idea what that is. Like, you know, margin. I mean, I know what margin is, but how is that applicable to me and my finances? So right. it's good that you're explaining that. Yeah. So um, so basically, you know, you, you kind of have like the idea of like not keeping up with the Joneses with everything. Okay. So if you're a new coach and you're sitting here today and you're like, man, um, this coach here drives this car and I want to drive this car or, you know, like, I just don't want coaches just to kind of go through life kind of like with their head in the sand, trying to mm-hmm. think, you know, like I got to be like everybody else. Cause you don't have to yeah. be like everybody else. Like the sure. way that you think does not need to be like everybody else. So take a step back and be like, Hey, is this really good for my family? Like if I made it to be, you know, the best coach ever, but my family suffered, is that a, a fair trade? And hopefully if you're listening, hopefully not. Right. Like, so, so that's the idea of like, okay, like, yes, I want to have great impact with my family. I want to have great impact in my community. I want to have great gospel impact, but what am I trading? Okay. So I would just like to have people step back and say, okay, where can you kind of find some margin? And so in in some people's lives, it might be, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of times both, both spouses are working, you know, kids are kind of off, you know, kind of doing their own thing. And, and a lot of times it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're all just kind of like single players. You're not really like a team, you know, Mm -hmm. recently. And they're not saying that, you know, a parent has to stay home or, you know, kids have to be homeschooled necessarily or something like that. But I just always want people to have choices. That's really what I want people to have. Like, if that's like the life that you sit, you kind of take, take a step back and you go, Hey, my wife, you know, she likes to be in this field. I like to be in this field. My kids like to you know do this. Great. Okay. But I don't want you just to do that because you, you feel like you have to, mm-hmm. you know, you paid for the car that was too expensive. So now you have to take the extra job. And so what is that jeopardizing? Because now you're not home with your family. Right. Or, um, you know, because if you're coaching and you're coaching at a, you know, a lower level, you're, like you said, coach, you're not going to be making a lot of money right. off of it. So it's just like, okay, how can I, like, if I want to do that, and, and maybe I get a little stipend that basically pays for my gas back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can I, how can I, you know, use the resources that God's given me, like take a step back and just say, okay, how can my family be best served? You know, how can my wife be best served? How can my kids be best served? How can my community be best served, you know, with me in this role? And, you know, if I have to, you know, if we have to go down to one car, if we have to go down to, you know, 
a couple of jobs, you know, wh- whatever that looks like, um, yeah. you know, I, I want to help create margin in people's lives. So, yeah. That's, do you uh, think, let me just ask you, do you think what puts people in that position? Do you think there's pressure from society to maintain a certain standard of living or to keep up, you know, like you said, keep up with the Joneses. That's the term we use a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to, to whatever, to eat out a lot, to have a nice car, to have a nice house, to whatever. Uh, do you think that's do you think that's a self-imposed pressure or do you think that's just a societal thing? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I mean, I think it can be both, but I yep. think very societal. Uh, I actually heard one person say, you know, a, a good gauge to like before you buy something is mm-hmm. say, I still want this if nobody else saw it. Yeah. You know, and you're like. Yep. Do I still want this if I wouldn't show anybody else? You know, like it's it's kind of a good kind of feeder, uh, filter, right? So, just um, so I I think society kind of puts that pressure on you. We're like, hey, you know, by this age, you got to be doing this, and by this age, you got to you know have this in place, and 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 that kind of boils down to debt. Which a lot of times I sit down with people and they're kind of drowning in debt. They have Mm -hmm. good incomes, but it's kind of like just falling out the bottom, right? Like they're like bringing a lot of income in but just going out the bottom because they have credit cards they're paying off. They have mm-hmm. house paying off They're you know, they're paying off all these different things. And so again, you just kind of want a strategy in place that can maybe help mitigate some of that stress level. Because yep. of course, if, if that's happening, then uh, you know, the number one cause of marital distress and divorce is fighting about money and finances. So sure. if you can help kind of mitigate some of that, that can help, um, you know, just, you know, the husband, wife and the family unit as a whole. Yeah. And I feel like, coaching is stressful enough without adding the stress of finances to let's say a marriage. Um, you have a young married couple or even an older married couple. And if that relationship isn't solid and built on the right things, and for you and I, that would be built on God and on God's word. If mm-hmm. that's not solid, you know, a, a coaching position can take you away from your wife. It could take you away from your family, uh, for you know, weeks at a time, days at a time, lots of hours invested there. We don't need another thing to be stressed out about, right? Or to add to that stress of an already potentially stressful situation. Correct. Correct. Yep. I totally agree with that. Right. And especially if you're just starting out, you're probably just starting out maybe marriage and you're just mm-hmm. starting out as a coach. So you're trying to kind of invent yourself, but at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, killing the the marriage that you just started at the same sure. point. Yep. Yep. Good point. Good point. So there's some some comments about margin. Um, when you have control of your finances, it can help you with your margin. The next thing you point, the next thing you sent to me was uh, focusing on coaching. So oftentimes finances get neglected. And then you mentioned something about buckets. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's different kind of buckets when it comes to your finances. You know, you have like short term, midterm, long term kind of goals. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're coaching, for example, so let me just use an example. So you're coaching at a, at a school, um, and maybe, you know, you're, you just got a second vehicle because you're coaching. And so maybe the, the car doesn't run well. And, you know, so maybe as you're traveling back and forth, it's you know breaking down a lot and things like, so like that short-term account would be like what you call like an emergency account. And so, uh, if you, if you have one, um, that is adequately funded, right it's not as big of an emergency, right? right but you have right. to kind of plan for that. You mm-hmm. don't want to just be taking out a credit card or, you know, taking out, you know, moving money from somewhere else, borrowing it from somebody else, you know, like, so if you can be faithful in, you know, like in that, that short term, you know, whether it's, you know, one to three years, that midterm, you know, th- 
five to seven years. So maybe you're saving up for a house, maybe a new vehicle, um, you know, uh, maybe saving up to have a child, you know, stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. long-term things, which would be, you know, like retirement and things like that. So you kind of want to have these buckets in place that way when, uh, you know, quote unquote emergencies take place, they're not as big of an emergency because you already planned right. for it. Yep. Yep. And then, um, when it comes to long-term, you know, long-term savings, uh, what are some things, what are some things? So if you have your short-term, your emergency fund, you know, those are things like you said, your car breaks down, your roof is leaking, your whatever, those are, you know, more short-term things. Um, what are some things that coaches might be like mid, mid to long-term savings, some things that we can save for in the long haul? What might some of those things be? Yeah, so that could be, you know, down payment on a house. Um, that could be, you know, if you want to get a rental property, you know, because you're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, through things like that. Um, you know, even just, you know, I use the term being financially free or financially independent. And basically right. that term is when your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses, right? Okay. So if you yep. need, you know, five grand a month to come in to pay for your life. Um, and you have six grand coming in, just like get out of bed money. Like, you know, as long as you're living, it's coming in. Um, that's a great position to be in. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the idea of, Hey, like putting something away. So that way, when, uh, when I don't want to get up as much anymore, because I'm not as young as I used to be, yeah. um, I can still have resources coming in as well. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, the other thing you said to me was talking about debt and how debt can be a trap for a lot of people. It can hurt with your margin. Um, you know, so talk us, talk to us about debt a little bit, talk to us maybe about the dangers of debt. Um, I think maybe there's some debt that's, I wouldn't say necessary, but you know, if you go buy a car or whatever, you have a car payment or a house payment, those might be considered normal kinds of debt. Obviously, if you didn't have that, it would be better. But, and then, and then you referenced earlier, you know, using credit cards to pay for things that should just be covered with day-to-day funds. So what are some of the dangers of debt and where can that lead for, you know, young, a young coach just starting out? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so debt oftentimes can be like a reflection on like where your heart is. So like coming mm-hmm. in, kind of from, coming from a spiritual perspective, right? Like if I have to buy the latest, greatest, best computer, right? And so that puts my family in jeopardy. Like my heart might be longing too much for the technology, right? That's out there or... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as a coach, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, we want our team to be good. So we're going to pay for certain things to take place, right? Like if yep. we might buy a, you know, a new shooting contraption or we might buy new basketballs just because we're like, hey, you know, I want my team to be good. Um, so not saying that's necessarily bad, just have a plan for it. Like that's kind of my thing is like, I just want you to have a, a plan and a strategy for why you're doing what you're doing. Don't just yeah. yep. fly by the seat of your pants, right? So, so like, why are you doing what you're doing? So, um, so debt, of course, can be, you know, a hard thing because one is that can help, like that can kind of hurt some of your, um, you know, marriage, you know, as yep. far as you yep. know, just, just like crippling you. Um, and, you know, it, it, like I said, it can be like a reflection on like where your heart is. So going back to like that, that the car example, um, you know, you might be looking at two cars and one's, you know, a hundred dollars a month and one's $500 a month. And you're like, I can, I can swing the $500 a month because, you know, you want to, you know, look like, you know what you're doing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so, uh, but if you're just like, Hey, you know, what's best for my family, you might make the other choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and then there's also the whole thing of like the high cost of waiting to invest that $400 difference and stuff like there's so many other things that could 
tie into this, mm-hmm. but um, just to keep it simple, that can just be like a reflection of like, where's my heart at, you know? So like debt can show you like, Hey, like what is, what, what is very important to me? And maybe what is too important to me? Yeah. Um, you know, like, should I, should I buy this home or this home? Well, will this home still give me the ability to be generous to those around? Right. Mm-hmm. So like questions that you can ask yourself. So not necessarily all debt is wrong, you know, cause you know, you, you need a car to work, you need to, you know, a house to live in, yeah. but just think through, just take a minute, take a step back and be like, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, something I've been wanting for a while for our basketball program is Dr. Dish. You probably know what that is, right? Uh, shooting a rebounding yeah. machine. Yeah. And they're expensive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I've waited for a while. I've made uh, some connections with the Dr. Dish people. I'm um, actually through the podcast. Um, and so I think we're, we're positioning ourselves to a point where we're going to be able to get one soon for a lot less than what it would normally cost if we went out and purchased one. Yep. And, and sometimes it's just, if you're patient, you know, God can work out those circumstances. I mean, yeah, we could have gone out and bought one two years ago. It would cost us $10,000, you right. know, because that's just what they are. Yep. Um, but because we waited and we're patient and we're trying to, you know, kind of just not pay full price for it and do our due diligence. I feel like, Hey, this is going to work out and it, it's going to work out at a fraction of the cost that would would have been before. So sometimes if you're just patient for things or realize I don't need this right now, you know, we've all heard the principle of, Hey, I want this wait a week and see how you feel or wait a month and see how you feel about it. Correct. You, you might realize you don't really want it or need it as much as you thought you did. Correct. Um, so that's a great point. Um, talk to us a little bit about, this wasn't really on anything you sent me, but I know you can, I know you can discuss this. Talk to me about investing. Okay. So let's say you're a coach, you're a young coach and you've played your finances pretty well. And you have maybe a little extra money at the end of the month, even if it's like a hundred bucks at the end of the month and you want to invest it in something, what are some things you could do to um, invest those money, maybe some lower risk things, some higher risk things, but just some ways that you can invest to make that grow. Yeah. Um, so that kind of takes me back to like the, the buckets example, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, initially it goes, okay. So if you have, let's say it's a hundred dollars left over at the end of everything paid off, everybody's good. Like where, where can you put that? Right. And so I would kind yeah. of work through those steps, right? So like the emergency account, right? Because if something comes up where, you know, you have a thousand dollars now sitting there because you've been putting it in for the last 10 months, mm-hmm. that's, that's helpful, right? Like, yeah. Um, if that bucket gets filled up, then you kind of move to the next one. If that bucket fills up, then you move on to the next one. So that's kind of the way that I okay. typically work through that with people. Yep. Um, everybody's different, but typically yeah. that's, that can be helpful for you. Okay. All right. Cool. Anything else you want to add in terms of financing? Cause I'm getting ready to take this in a completely different direction here in just a second. <laughs> I'm a good coach. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, but, no, um, that's great. This is good. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I, I know when you were here for camp, we talked about having a podcast episode together. Um, it didn't really cross my mind at that point that it would be about finances, but at the same time, I can see how applicable it is and how relevant it is for coaches and 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 people just in general. I mean, that's it's an important thing, it's a huge thing. Um, so it's good to have your words of wisdom on that stuff. Share with us going away from the finances a little bit, just one good memory you have. Um there was you and I together, something that sticks out in your mind, or maybe something funny that happened that you can share with everybody. And 
be careful because I'm sitting right here. So I could correct you <laughs> if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Man, there's there's several. I mean, uh winning the tournament at Northland was great. Winning this winning the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, I would say that would definitely be up there. Uh I mean, traveling, you know, having yep. some of those road games, like when we went, you know, over to like the Chicago area to play, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, so saying like in hotels, you know, it's like a high school kid staying in a hotel, like you I just know, feel like a big shot. I can't believe I ever did that with you guys. I know, with you, I, but... know I think about that now, like, <laughs> like you were like my age and I'm like, why would yep. you do that? <laughs> oh man, thankfully nobody died. We brought everybody back, you know, so yeah. that's good. I mean, there was I... a time that like, uh, not saying any names, but somebody was feeling <laughs> sick and threw up on the door handle. Mm. <laughs> Leaving mm. outside, it's like, dude, you could just turn and go to the bathroom yeah. right here. The bathroom's right there, three feet yeah. to your right, right? I think one of the one of the best memories I have um, is when we played Faith at their homecoming and completely destroyed them. Uh, that came out of nowhere for a bit. And I think you were you might have been in and out of that game injured. No, um, they, they, they fouled me out of that game, Coach. Okay, all right. All right. Now it's all coming back to me. But, but it's funny because we had played we had played Faith at an earlier tournament, and they had whooped us pretty good at the Baptist Academy tournament, I think it was. Yeah. So we, so we went there and played them in their home gym. They had their band there. The place was packed out. And we just completely, absolutely ran them off the court. I mean, yeah. there was just, I think, I don't know, we, we ended up winning by 30 or something like that yeah. in the end. But. They had no answers for us. That was a great season. Um, I think that game that game kind of just set the tone for the rest of the season for us. And I think we yeah. ended up going like nineteen and three that year. Won the championship at the end of the year. Um, great season. Great memories. Uh, some 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 of my kids, some of my my guys here now. Obviously, they know you. And <laughs> they're like, Coach, was Jordan really the best player that you ever coached? And uh, I, I, I'm very careful when I say that, you know, around, I don't want them to feel bad, but you're, you're definitely one of the best Jordan and not just in terms of basketball ability, but you're, you're just a, a great guy. You have your head on your shoulders and, you know, I know you want to do what's best um, from God's perspective and for your family and for yourself. So keep up the good work in, in there in Southwest Florida. I know you have new ministry opportunities. So, uh, keep doing well with that and keep your focus right. And I know the Lord will lead you to great places. Yeah. Thanks coach. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, a lot of great memories. Uh, I would say that that faith, yeah, when we played them earlier, we were down by like 20 mm-hmm. and brought it back to like single digits. And then we ended up losing by like 20 just because yep. you know, we were trying, but we just couldn't. And then they caught fire kind of toward the end, yep. but uh, they had a kid that ended up going playing for Purdue. So, you yeah. know, yeah. That was that was a good challenge for us. <laughs> it was a good time. Good time. Good memories for sure. Well, yep. Jordan, it's great to have you on here today. And uh, I know that, you know, maybe sometime down the road, we'll have you on here again. Um, but keep up the good work and thanks for all your investment. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Real Game. It was great to have my friend Jordan on here and to hear his perspective on finances and how applicable it is to today's coaches. If you are interested in learning more about what Jordan does or have any questions for him, you can reach out to him at his email address, which is jordan.harrison33 at iCloud.com. That's jordan.harrison33 at iCloud.com. I want to leave you today with a quote by Anne Frank, and the quote is this, no one has ever become poor by giving. So good luck, coaches, and coach on.